listening to Brave Girls Club Campfire Tales. I'm Lindsay. I'm Kelly. And I'm Krista. And this, this is, a, is mini a mini podcast. podcast. Well, shorty. Where you guys send in your spooky tales and we read them out loud. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. We were doing different songs. Oh. Wait, y'all ready for this? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you're doing so you're doing it wrong, Kelly. What's you, yours? You sing it. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's wrong. How does it go? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> that sounds better. Haven't you ever seen Bring It On? No. I just started doing the yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I know. A ba 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 basketball. Gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. <laughs> Did you just make that up right now? No. <laughs> That's the Monday Night Basketball song. I don't know. What's that your one. favorite jingle? Skip it. Only skip it. Go ahead. Skip it. Skip it. Do run, do jump, do hop, hop. Skip <laughs> it. Skip it. Screaming, I'm beaming, and a bop, she bop. But the very best thing of all, there's a counter on this ball. So try to beat your very best score. See if you can skip a whole lot more. Woo! Skip it. What about you, Krista? <laughs> um... The first one that came to my head was the snack that smiles back. Goldfish. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. How are you? Um. <laughs> what? The one are you gonna, are you gonna start <laughs> singing the call? J G Wentworth. Eight seven seven cash now. Eight seven seven cash now. Eight seven seven cash now. Do you guys remember one eight hundred forty five closet? Yes. Kind of. A 1-800-45 closet, closet world. world. You can die by your closet space. <laughs> Make a garage and need a place. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. No, Sorry. there's no more good jingles. <laughs> what about what about the 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 college finder? Uh, uh, get connected <laughs> for free with education connection. Get connected. <laughs> free that's a good one not sponsored by any of these companies yeah. <laughs> yeah we're not oh speaking of companies i know this isn't where we talk about news but toys r us went under oh bankruptcy every child wants a tablet instead i yeah i watched um technology won this um i watched this uh youtube channel before i fall asleep called company man all right. And he just has different videos about different companies, and a lot of his videos are like what happened to like, like what happened. He has one that says what happened to Kmart, and he like goes through like everything that went wrong, and he has one with Blockbuster and like a bunch of different companies. And I'm bleeding, Uh-oh. and I'm okay though. Um, <laughs> and um, so did they do one about Mervins? Probably, yeah, yeah. My, uh, I forgot about Mervyn's. I used to play hide and seek in that store when there was the one. What was it now? Burlington. Oh, no, it's a J.C. Penny. No. no, the the Merv the old Mervyn's that was in Jess Ranch. There was a Mervyn's in there in Jess Ranch. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Where Burlington is now. That must be it. Yeah, that was a yeah. Mervyn's. Yeah, I Mervins. guess so. 
the fuck remember got shocks not really we used to have one at the mall now it's a macy's what it what was it it's like a macy's oh it's just a department store yeah anyways (laughs) well um my washing machine recently broke and we just got rid of it and it was a uh, montgomery ward brand so it was like at least 20 years old or something i've never heard of that brand montgomery ward yeah neither have oh, i oh wow you never went to wards when you were a kid weird when we're old and we're gonna like look at old clothing and be like target whoa <laughs> like <laughs> do you guys remember, remember tar- tillies <laughs> tillies <laughs> Oh no! Claire's accessories. If you guys could guess what big store right now is gonna fail, like when we're older, what do you think it's gonna be? Forever Twenty One. I don't know. I just Mm -hmm. went there and there was like fifty thousand people in there. (sighs) Albertsons. Oh, they're oh, already they're already coming down. Really? For Albertsons. Yeah, Albertsons are. You do you say JC Penney's? Yeah, I can see That's the that. Next big one. Yeah. It's going to be JC No, actually it's going to be Sears, JC and then Macy's. Okay, Sears definitely. What about yeah. the Macy's Day Parade? <clears throat> they better not. It's going to be called the whatever else is the Mervyn's Day Parade, <laughs> the Charlie Brown Parade Extravaganza. <laughs> What's the wait? What's that store? <laughs> it's not Tilly's. It's the Zoomies Day Parade. <laughs> Zoomies. <laughs> Zoomies is like a huge the Zoomies the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and it's just like a like half pipe just on like wheels <laughs> the whole time, and a huge Tyler the Creator blow up thing with like vans. Nice. I'd go to that. Yeah, let's do it. Especially mm-hmm. if that's my only option. <laughs> Okay. Should we get started with these campfire tales? Yeah. What is this podcast? Uh, I don't know. Brave Girls. Bad Girls Club. Bad Girls Club. <laughs> That's what Stay Wild called us on stage. I know. Bad twice. Girls Club is here. Not just once. Twice. And I yelled, Brave Girls. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and and like Nick was like kind of trying to tell him. But Jahia like wasn't hearing him. It was pretty funny. Well, yeah, I guess we should do our podcast. Uh, sorry, I ju- while, while you said stay wild, have you guys been watching their like tour diaries? I've seen mm-hmm. some of it. I love them. the van. They're pretty funny. David like is my favorite. David is. <laughs> David's very funny. I like how he's just mad all the time. I relate. Yeah. Yeah. You're the David. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're the brave girls, David. Thank you. Shout out to Stay Wild. Yeah. What? um, Who wants to go first? Me? I'll go first. Okay, you can go first. If that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Because this one is from Anonymous. (gasps) Ooh, spooky. spooky. Sorry. (laughs) Do you hate when I do that sound, Lucy? (laughs) Okay. All right. This is the story of a family I knew. I am going to retell it to the best of my memory because I'd rather not go back and ask for exact details. Okay, both the father and mother worked for the DEA, but in a different department. So although I'm not sure what their uh, exact ethnicity was, they were both fluent in Spanish and of Latin descent. I mention this because the father did a lot of undercover work while the mother was an interpreter of gathered information. 
Because of all the undercover work, the family had to relocate from Texas to New Mexico to Arizona because of very serious intimidation and threats from cartels. To my understanding, the father was a by-the-books kind of guy and didn't bend the rules. He found out that someone, or actually a group of someones, was bending rules and profiting in unethical manners. Although he didn't agree with or participate in this, he chose to simply stay clear of it all rather than rat on them or tell on these people. For different reasons, he bumped heads with one of his superiors, though I don't believe it was a direct superior, but more like someone in the same geographic region he was in. It was clear that neither liked the other, and the superior sought out ways to hurt the father's career. By some turn of events, the superior found out about the unethical goings-on and decided to place it all on the father, although he had nothing to do with it, and in fact, the people that were doing these unethical things got along great with the superior. Sorry for the lack of names. I hope the story still comes through (laughs) clear enough. The father ended up being suspended without pay or benefits and eventually terminated. The husband and wife hired lawyers to fight the termination, but it was one hell of an uphill battle. During this time, the father ended up getting cancer that went unnoticed because without health insurance, the father wasn't going in for checkups for small issues. By the time he did go in, it was too late and the cancer was very progressed. I'm not sure if he received any sort of treatment or not, but he passed away less than a year or two after being diagnosed. They ended up winning the case, and the father was posthumously reinstated to the DEA. A large sum was paid out in damages, and the superior was fired along with the others. This whole situation was very bad for all involved. The mother had relinquished her position at the DEA at some point during the legal battle, and they relied on their savings to fund everything during this approximately four-year period. After they won the case, the mother chose not to work and to simply live and be happy with their two college-aged sons. About two years passed, and a common friend of ours was getting married. The mother and younger son attended the wedding and had a great time. The bride was like a daughter to the mother and a sister to the son. I didn't attend the wedding due to distance, but saw all the pictures, tweets, hashtags, etc. Heard all the sweet stories from the bride's mom and my mom. About a week later, I heard that the younger son had shot and killed both his mother and aunt before shooting and killing himself. What? The older brother, who at this point lived on his own, had come by the house to see them as they'd basically just gotten home from the wedding trip out to Pennsylvania, where he found all three dead. I think the police saw it as an open and shut case, double murder-suicide, but our close mutual friend isn't sure that's really what happened. This mutual friend was best friends, more like family with this other family, so it's not just some random person making wild assumptions. She and her family knew them well, knew them all, likely more intimately than most. When she talked to my mom, she voiced concerns that part of her thinks that the former DEA colleagues could easily have committed the crime and set the scene to look like a double murder-suicide as revenge for everything that had taken place just a few years prior or, on a similar line, a successful cartel hit. 
Still, part of her was really concerned with some things the mother had mentioned before moving into their home in Arizona. The mother had mentioned that the younger son and aunt, her sister, had both sensed a dark presence of some sort in the house. She told my mom that if it was truly the son that had committed these tragic yet heinous acts, that he must have been possessed. She said that is the only way he could have ever gotten past the locks on the safe to access his parents' firearms. Remember, these are former DEA agents. Their guns would have been secured, and the sons were never given access to them for this exact reason. The last possibility was that the extended family knew about all the money won from the court case and attacked the family in hopes of inheriting everything. These all seem like wild causes or possibilities, and maybe it was just one person's way of trying to process all the tragedy by trying to figure out who to blame. I'm really not sure how the event came to pass, but it's hard to imagine that a son who had only 24 hours prior posted the sweetest picture of him and his mother dancing at the wedding and leaving a light heartfelt comment with it could then flip a switch and murder his mother, aunt, and himself. I really cannot see it. Now the remaining son has inherited everything. Don't worry, his alibi completely checks out Mm. and is just trying to learn to live without his father, mother, brother, and aunt. Wow. That is one hell of a story, Anonymous. That is, that I would, like, gonna put it in a a vote that that is the most intense campfire tale we've ever gotten. There have been some other really intense ones, though. Mm -hmm. The one about April's mom Mm -hmm. and the guy that breaks into her house. Yes. And what about the, your, your mom's friend who's Oh, the grandma the, was the, the Wisconsin one. Yeah, yeah the, her grandma was murdered. Yeah, yeah in the basement. That yeah. one was freaky. Yeah, that one was freaky. I think what makes that one so spooky is that it is anonymous. Like they don't want yeah anyone to know. Mm-hmm. That's spooky. Ooh, very spooky. That could be like a like a movie. What the hell? That's I'm bananas. on it. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to get shot. It's bloody enough. Oh yeah, bloody enough for I'm so excited to try out my new like blood machine that i built krista made a blood machine it's for a practical effect for a movie that i'm working on and i haven't tested it yet but it's gonna be cool and it's gonna be like a throat slitting and the blood's gonna like come through a tube and like pump out of the neck wound and it's gonna be very cool hell yeah i wish we could have tried it out today i know it leaks so i have to seal it you don't want leaky blood tanks. But I'm going to test it tomorrow because I want to test it before we actually shoot. And we do that scene on Sunday. Ooh. So. And you got a taco guy? Yeah, we got a taco guy. They got a caterer for their film shoot. Well, you're supposed to get like craft services anyways, but I'm having some like actual like professionals come in to come help us like um, like professional gaffers and camera cameramen to help us out. So I wanted to give them like legit professional food. treatment yeah. yeah that's nice very nice so we're getting a taco guy woot woot. hi i want a taco guy lucy will you be my taco guy he, he said yes oh i'm so happy yes <laughs> all righty uh, go for mine yes yeah we got two real long ones today so here's long boy number two okay so this one's from <laughs> oh it feels like okay this one's from leslie And she says, oh, it is a long boy, so it's a long one, but I hope you ladies enjoy it. 
When I lived in Texas, I worked at a large movie theater complex and was one of the assistant managers. I was new in town and didn't talk much to the other staff about anything personal, so all that anyone knew about me was that I was from California. One of the other assistant managers who worked there was an older woman that the staff regarded as the crazy lady. Employees would laugh and gossip about how the woman claimed to be a psychic and would tell ghost stories of the theater to all the new employees to scare them. But a huge majority of the employees believed her stories because they had either seen or had their own experience with a ghost or paranormal phenomenon in the theater. One of those ghost stories that was a constant story told among the employees dealt with the cleaning crew. One busy night, the cleaning crew, about six people, went into a theater to clean before the next showing. The lead of the crew swears he checked the entire theater and noticed it was clean. The crew even remembers him telling them that they did a great job because that theater in particular had been really messy. A few minutes later, while standing outside that same theater, he remembers he left the roll of trash bags in there. He tells everyone to go on ahead to the next theater. As he walks up the ramp, he hears giggling and feels extremely cold, as if he had walked into a freezer. Spooky! He said he felt startled because it wasn't that cold beforehand, and he was just in there minutes before and saw no one walk in or out. He walks even faster up the ramp, thinking he'll turn the corner and see kids, but no one was there. He finds a small pile of fresh popped popcorn on the floor and no one else in the room. No popcorn bags or any other trash was found. Do you think that that is what ghost poop is? (laughs) Just piles of popcorn? Yes. For a long time, some fucking ghost kids like shitting it up in the theater. What the fuck? For a long time, he thought that it was someone playing a prank on him, but it never happened to him again, and he didn't like to talk about it because it made him anxious. He told me that it was one of the many reasons why most of the staff walked in pairs around the theater. Another story that was famous at the theater was from one of my night shifts. The projectionists were turning off the last of the movies and cleaning the machines when they both heard a faint sound of someone crying. They both walked together, turning on lights, and looked into every empty theater from the window above, thinking that a child had gotten lost in one of the dark theaters or something else had happened. As they walked together down the hall, checking theaters, the cries got louder. One of them called for me over the walkie-talkie and asked me to come upstairs quickly. As they kept searching the theaters from above, they got to the last theater in the hall where the crying was the loudest and turned on the lights in that theater. They claimed that the crying immediately stopped. I ran up the stairs to the projection area looking for them, but couldn't find them anywhere. I finally found them both hiding in the other stairwell, shaking. They both swore to me that something or someone was in the last theater, but I couldn't get either one of them to describe it, and one was trying not to cry. Fuck. I called security and had them sweep the entire building, and they found nothing. I walked into that theater myself and found nothing. Both of those employees never dealt with it again. One asked to be moved to the ticket booth, and the other one quit shortly after because he claimed he started having nightmares. I ran into him at Barnes & Noble before I moved away, and he told me that the nightmares finally started going away a year after he quit. He still couldn't describe what he saw, but that the feeling is what he remembered the most and that it still scared him to death. So one night in our break room, Crazy Lady and I were working a shift together, and we were waiting for the last of the theaters to play out their movies before closing up. We were talking about what happened that night with the projectionist and the security detail that was now hired to clear out the building every night before we closed. 
She asked me if I believed in ghost stories, in the ghost stories about the theater, and I told her not so much. She continued on and told me about how the theater was built on an Indian burial ground, and that's why the theater was haunted. Also, she claimed that the town we lived in had a lot of sad history and that bad men lived around here back in the day. She then looks at me directly and says, but you've never dealt with any paranormal here at the theater because you have someone protecting you. I laughed nervously and asked her what she meant. She said that she has seen and noticed an older man dressed in an older style suit following me around the theater. He has dark hair combed to the side and watches me all the time. She said that she never felt anything malicious from him and he would always smile at her if she noticed him. <coughs> she said she guessed he was military because he would be in a military at ease stance occasionally. I don't know what that is. It's just how they stand. Um, she also claimed that she would see him walking next to me. Is it like with the hand up? Or like... No. No? I don't know. What like, is it, Lucy? If you're just... It's when your legs are apart and you have your hands behind your back. That's oh. at yeah. And then at attention is straight up. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, if he's at ease, he's just standing there. Like, how would you know if he was military? Like, okay. Anyway. So she also claimed she would see him walking next to me, um, leaning against a wall near me or just follow behind me and sometimes even take a seat near me if I was helping work the ticket booth. He would never try to interact with me, but it would always have his eyes on me. She said that he must be my guardian angel and the reason why the hauntings in the theater never touched me. I never told her this, but the person she must have been describing was my grandpa. He was a Marine and died when my mom was 10 years old. My mom has told me many times that over the years she has seen my grandpa when she was little, or she had seen my grandpa when she was little and when she was pregnant with me. Her pregnancy with me was not an easy one and she was scared. My mom claims that one night she woke up to him sitting on the bed next to her and he promised her everything would be okay and that he would be there for the both of them. I've never taken a lot of stock into these stories, but ever since the crazy lady spotted him at the theater and the fact that out of 60 employees, I was the only one who didn't have a ghost story or ever have that f creepy feeling like most did. I'm convinced he is my guardian angel and protected me. Or it's just a weird coincidence, but either way, I'd rather believe in the guardian angel idea. Hope you enjoyed my long spooky tale. Also, <coughs> sorry. Love the podcast, ladies. Shout out to my girl, Krista, and her boy, Eric. Stay brave, ladies. I love that story. It's so sweet and cute. That one's it very, very cute. Um, I said this before, but um, haunted movie theaters. I love the idea of that. And it reminds me <laughs> of the George Air Force Base. Oh, yeah, because everywhere else in that little area, it, all the windows are all broken out and all trashed, except for the movie theater is like padlocked and like nobody can go in there. No one can get in. People have tried. Nobody can. And I, I want to get in there and I want to know what's in there. I bet it's full of ghost poop. Little popcorn ghost poops. For the movie that I'm piles. filming this weekend, we tried to get George Air Force Base as a location, but it was really expensive. Really? It was fifteen thousand dollars minimum a day. <gasps> Shit. Yeah, and we we're like, you that's a little just, out of you our budget. Just gone. Yeah. Well, our director is um like here on a visa, so uh, like she can't get in any trouble. Okay. <laughs> I see. Well. Um, that was a very good one. Yes, thank I you, Leslie. Loved it. 
Any more so. good stories? You guys want to talk about spooky stuff? Um, today on my way home from work, I live or I work like an hour away, so I have to like come up the pass. And there was I was like out of gas, so I was gonna stop off. You know where that like spooky McDonald's is? Oh, yeah, like in the middle of nowhere. I was gonna pull off there to get gas, and I accidentally like missed it, and I like went onto the 138 instead. <gasps> no, and there was like traffic like five miles down, like just stopped, like going the other way, so I couldn't turn around. So no. I had to like drive down the 138, and like the 138 is like a, like a windy desert road with like nothing. For those of you who don't know, there's like nothing out there. There's no houses, no places to stop. It's I was like scared I was gonna run out of gas and I was really scared and then oh, I've been lost on that road before I it made is it not fun I made it all the way down to I think it was like Silverwood uh-huh. something uh-huh. and there was like a little like mom and pop gas station okay. there and I was oh. like thank goodness and like my phone had no service either oh, so I wouldn't shit. be able to call if I did run out of gas that a similar thing happened to me once when I had a bit like a long time ago, like in 2014, I had like just gotten my license and I got a babysitting job out in Pinion Hills. Ooh. And so getting there was fine. But then like I took a wrong turn or something going back. And this was back when I had like an Android phone. Like I didn't have an iPhone yet and I didn't <laughs> even really know how to like use it. Like I didn't know how to use like the GPS or anything on it. And so I was like trying to call people to like, and like tell them like where I was and then like I just was freaking out because I didn't want to drive on the 138 because it's like known to be like a spooky like dangerous road and so I was like "Ah, I just got my license I don't like these big trucks being around me I hate it dang but yeah it was pretty spooky we were on the 138 the other day because it goes through Crestline right I think uh I don't know I didn't go that far we were on a 138 assuming it's the same one probably it's It's long it's like a big road it goes on forever well it's it goes like way up in a crest line like up in the mountains Uh yeah I think it is this jack butt freaking Tokyo drifts right in front of us we almost (laughs) ran into him it's some dude in a Tesla just driving up at like 80 miles an hour that's crazy why would you drive like that I was going like 20 miles an hour like those roads are so so windy like you have to turn like out of nowhere yeah like you can't yeah I hate it when people like pass like when they like go on the like the wrong side of the road to go like in front of you and like i'm not a slow driver i go like like even a little over the speed limit sometimes when i'm out there and there's no one out there and it's like really like what are you are you like those people must be going like 90 and over they gotta pee that's it yeah (laughs) i always try and think like when people like are speeding like and it makes an me emergency? mad i'm like okay that person's got to poop and like it makes me feel a little bit more <laughs> that calm. was me yeah. coming home from michael's last night <laughs> that's called empathy <laughs> that person's got to poop that's i just learned about that <laughs> about poop so, n- about, about empathy, empathy. <laughs> <laughs> and i've been trying to practice it so oh, i think i'm doing that. a good job that's good <laughs> all right all guys right. i think that does it for this week's campfire tales Hope you enjoyed. Yes. Should we plug our stuff? I suppose. What? 
Oh, oh shit. again. Shit. This is the second time we've done this. We forgot. Sounds fake, but okay. Why do we keep forgetting it? I don't know. Because uh, I put the things on the ground, I guess. Yeah. Kelly, it's your fault. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just kidding. All right. All right, guys. guys it is time, time to play. Sounds fake, but okay. Dab. All right. Thank you for dabbing along with us at home. Yes. Oh, and thanks, Lucy, for that beautiful little tune. Yeah, there's going to be a song. Okay. <laughs> All right. These are three fun coincidences. And coincidentally, they all have something to do with Paris, France. Hmm. That was not intentional. I realized after. That's fun. Coincidence. Yeah, a, little, a little fun tidbit for you guys at home. That's kind of fun. All right. The number one one is called The Hotel. A reporter named Irv Kupsenet fake <laughs> came from London in 1953. He was in London to report on the coronation of Elizabeth II. Irv was staying at the luxurious Savoy Hotel on the Strand. In one of the drawers of his bedside table, he found several items which had the name Harry Hannon on them. This was interesting because Irv knew a Harry Hannon who was in the famous Harlem Globetrotters. Harry was a friend of Irv's. Two days later, Irv called Harry to ask him if he had ever stayed at the Savoy Hotel. Harry said he had, but before Irv could ask him about the items he found in the drawer, Harry said he had been in the Hotel Le Maurice in Paris two days before and found a tie in a drawer in his room with the name Irv Coopsinet on it. What the hecky? What Fake. do you think? Who writes their name on their tie? Fake. That's a good point. <laughs> Fake. His mom sewed it in for him so he wouldn't lose it. How do you fucking lose a tie? It's like, <laughs> boy. It's literally tied around your neck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it could be clip on, blow right the heck away in the wind. Get a real tie, buddy. Like, yeah, don't be a cheap asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for anyone who wears clip on ties. No. They're Step safer. Up. They're safer on ties yeah. yeah especially if you work around like stuff with gears or turbines high with turbines and gears because you're a manager look fancy i feel fancy right now do you like my sweatpants <laughs> i like your i like your tie <laughs> thank you yes you and the tux looks very nice right now thank you yeah. i just Krista saw, dressed like, up for the occasion i just saw ads i think it was like it might have been on Tumblr, but, like, it's a new comp- company that makes, like, tuxedos for women. And all their ads have, like, like women in really powerful stances and, like, naked dudes with their butts out. Like, <laughs> yes. just, like, draped on the furniture. And I'm I like, love yes. It. <laughs> yeah, just reverse it. That'll fix everything. <laughs> all anyway, right. any first impressions? Fake. Krista says fake. Say I'm going to say fake. Okay. The baby is number two. A French woman named Noelle Freiche met a man while traveling for work in southern Germany. A brief and casual romance ensued over her two-day stay, during which she inadvertently became pregnant. Not finding out about the pregnancy until back in Paris several weeks later, Noelle attempted to track down her German lover to no avail. While she was approaching her 35th week of pregnancy, Noelle went into early labor while visiting her mother in the French suburbs. 
she was rushed to a small local hospital only to find that the obstetrician on call was the lost father of the child she was in the process of birthing. Real. It was in a different country? They met in Germany. And she had the baby in Germany? In France. In France. Which they're right next to each other. They're buds. Um, sort of. Um, my first impression is probably real, I guess. All right. Number three. The book. The Bubba book. An American writer. The Bubba book. Oh. I forgot to talk about that on the the, oh, the, the yeah. it episode. Pennywise and the Babadook are dating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. It's pretty cute. Anyways, they're okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <coughs> the book. An American writer, Anne Parrish, and her husband were on holiday in Paris in 1920. They were browsing bookshops, and Anne picked up a book that sh- that was a particular favorite of hers. Uh, Jack Frost and other stories Anne told her husband that she had been given a copy as a child by her parents and had wonderful memories of the book Anne's husband took the book and opened it on the inside cover there was a handwritten inscription it said Anne Parrish 209 North Weber Street Colorado Springs the inscription was written in Anne's handwriting it was Anne's very own book from all those years ago I love that little story. I think it's I, real. Real. Yeah, I think that one's real, too. All right, let's go through them. The hotel. Fake. Fake. That one's real. What? So someone out there is out there writing their names on their, their name on their ties. Well, it worked out. He got it back, I'm assuming. Well. Still stupid. Did they become like best, best, best friends after that happened? That would be funny. He's a he's a reporter and a Harlem Globetrotter. Best friends forever. Best friends forever. All right, the baby. What do you guys think? Real. Real. That was fake. So that baby's out here with no dad. Yeah, (laughs) she never found the dad. The first part is true. The last part's fake. Uh, the book. Real. Real. That one's magical. real. That Yeah, that's too, like, magical. I, yeah. I would be devastated if it was fake. That one's real. And I wrote the baby one. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah, I wrote it. You got me. That's my movie. All right. All right. Cool. That's, you guys got one out of three. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Good job. Okay. I'm below average. Should we plug your stuff? twitter.com we are at brave girls pod yep yep that was it where our twitter's popping now oh by yeah. the way so we're trying to tweet more i've been posting pictures Tweetly of animals Tweetly monsters and ghosts instagram <laughs> At Brave Girls Pod Cast. Yeah, Brave Girls Podcast. Brave Girls Podcast. And we got a Patreon. We got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Brave Girls Podcast. Give us money. Yeah, we're on Facebook at Brave Girls 
club podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> it has yeah. been almost a year. Why do we not know that? I know. <laughs> it has it has almost been a year. Yeah. I'm going to cry. I can feel the tears coming out of my face. <laughs> January, right? I think our first episode was in February. But yeah. like Brave Girls, like when like we, we started, started working like on hanging it. We out started, and like talking about We it. started talking about doing a podcast in like December, I think. It took us like four months to get it yeah. up and running, but mm-hmm. we done did it. We done we're it. Here. We're oh doing it in our cool studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo. It's state of the art. Make us. Oh, we got like a little fan art. We got a fan art. Yeah. That was super cool. Yeah, thank you. People should make us more, and then we should just cover the wall in this with fan like creepy shit. Yeah, your parents will be like, "Um, (laughs) this is where I work out. Please stop." (laughs) Yeah, run away from the monsters. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Rate and review us on iTunes. Oh, send us your stories like the lovely people did today. Yeah. Send us your spooky stories. Bravegirlspodcast at gmail.com. Do it. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.